You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. <laughs> so, now, now that we just rolled into the episode, introduce it. <laughs> Everybody, guys, welcome. <laughs> Is this the episode? Yeah, I, we're in it. I guess. You're going to cut that out? <laughs> Jeez. We'll just keep rolling. <laughs> That's usually the junk you tack on at the end. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's all right. That's good lead in here. We're talking about some good stuff. The world is upside down right now. We might as well be too. So any patrons right now can watch us as we record via Zoom. Uh, we have a secret Facebook page. We post the videos to these calls in. And I've been watching a lot of news where everybody on all the pundits put their books behind them. Oh, I saw you did books. that. So I put yeah. my comics behind me. That you can't really see or read, but they're there. It's subconscious. It works into your brain. Yeah. So ProComics.com. If you wanted to read a few for free up there or order some yourself. I have... Hey, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. If you look behind me, you can see some... Spider-Man, your favorite... Yeah. You can You can see some original MKE artwork up here on the walls. Uh, that he did, um, you know, before he was famous, uh, probably mm. about 14 years ago. So, still there. That was before he was famous, and, and you know, he's been not famous for a while too. Since then. that's a long time. That's right. <laughs> did you ever get your artwork yet, Seth? That you purchased? I have it. Yeah. I have it. I need to order a frame stuff. I need to measure and see exactly what I need. But yeah, I've got it. Cool. Yeah, $1 to our patron account. You can see what the inside of our homes look like, or at least the tiny, tiny messy corner of them. My house looks like this. I have a Kapow sign on every wall. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, and I let Michael paint every room in my house. So if you're wondering. We just <laughs> wow. Have, I'm just imagining you hired him to like actually paint. Like, hey, can you paint this wall blue? He's like, sure. And like 14 hours later, he's like, I didn't order Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I had some leftover red, too. That's did he exactly do like that. a mural a mural in you guys' room? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like the Modern Family mural, yes. you and Alicia, like, yeah, in we're the like cloud. Touching, we're touching your fingers. fingers. Touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, I think we're talking about some streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams. That is what we are. Cross the streams. So there's all this new streaming stuff in flux. New. You know, we got HBO Max just came out. Um, and you said you got that, Cliff. Yeah. I know I got it. I already okay. had HBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad talk- someone has it because I need someone to explain to me what it is. It okay. has not done a good job of explaining it's, oh, how it's different from everything else. Not a great rollout that they did. No. They've got an app. We can't see a club. Okay, there you go. Um, 
Anyway, they've got an app. It's not the most user-friendly thing you've ever seen, but they've got, uh, there's only certain things you can watch it through. That that, um, is, that is my complaint because we bought it through Hulu as an add-on, um, but you can only watch certain things through Hulu, mm. HBO things, and... That's handy. Roku does not yet have an HBO Max app, so... This blows my mind. What? Roku kicked HBO Go and HBO Now off. So they just that. didn't make a deal. They just didn't get the deal done. And they've, they've done that with all, all like a lot of cable providers and so Amazon Prime, who I had HBO through, mm-hmm. does not offer HBO Max. And it's like, you needed to make these deals... Before your ago. thing came out, yeah. The only way I I can watch it, it's the same with uh, what's the other? Oh, Disney Plus. I have to have the app on P- PS4. So okay. those are the two things I have on PS4: Disney Plus and HBO Max. And all it like I had HBO through Amazon Prime. Like I said, it's just that that was all that was just normal HBO and anything they've ever had on there. Mm-hmm. You know, not in, you know, not the rotating movies, but any of the their original programming is on there. Um, but the this new thing, they have all these new uh, new content. They've got new shows coming out, but it's just the same as any you know. Whenever they had new shows, yeah, I think this is it's just if you had regular HBO, you just aren't getting those. Now they're on HBO right. Pro Max. You know, it, I mean, but, it's like. You're but it's weird it that more. Doom Patrol is moving from DC Universe app over to HBO Max. Yeah. Which is weird. Why would they do that? And then HBO Max is going to have a, a series of, like, a Green Lantern show and a series of DC comic shows. Are Some are going to be on HBO Max. Some are going to be on DC Universe. And then you have the CW shows. Well, I'd say they moved... They're moving things around to try to get people to get this, and then, and they they're gonna piss people off, is what it's Snyder cut. Snyder. Snyder, I don't know how long I'm going to keep HBO Max. If, oh, I mean, I'm I'd be surprised if I get rid of it, but there's a potential for me to stop getting it for a little while just because of content. They, Mm -hmm. well, as with any other service, you get I got it immediately went through everything they have and created my list, my queue. You know, they have a bunch of movies that, you know, I've always wanted to see, but only so many. And they have, like, a few new series that they had that I know this much is true, that Mark Ruffalo Mm -hmm. show where he plays twin brothers. And it's just the most miserable show. Like, it's so depressing. depressing. Um, But... There's that, and the Love Life, I think's the name of it, Anna Kendrick show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's a 10-episode series. I've seen six episodes. Is yeah, they it released, good? Yeah, it's good. They're, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it's, it's totally good enough. fine. Yeah, it's worth watching. I enjoy it. It's just her dating. Um, uh, the... Yeah, I've seen they dropped three episodes first week and then three episodes next week. I, I think 
three or four, and ne- next week they or this week they drop the rest of them. Um, so what was the draw for you, Cliff? Was there some show coming out you wanted to watch, or are you just giving it a? It actually wasn't my decision. Um, my my <laughs> that's wife. What, that's why I was surprised because when I said I got her, wherever you were like, ah, no, you weren't interested I at all. Then you're like, yeah. then you're like, hey, I got HBO. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> what? Yeah, she she signed up for it. Um, she loves. <laughs> she loves. It drove by both of our houses. <laughs> So you really heard that. Oh, it'll be going past my house in a minute. It was like fine. <laughs> she loves HBO series though. Um, just in general, that's she's like you. The, the, some of the best television is on HBO, and yep. there isn't a lot of on television currently. So as far as network stuff goes, goes that's worth watching, and. Um, so yeah, so she picked it up and and we've been that's what I'm watching the I started watching the Harry Potter series. They're all on there. Yeah. Um today. So yeah, for now we're going to keep it around. Um Doom Patrol season 2 is coming out pretty quick, so I that is something I I'm definitely excited to watch. So on they, the this pro- this I'm sorry. I was going to say one of my app stop. One of the complaints I have about it is HBO had the same problem. And they do this with HBO Max is they don't really curate the quality of their movies very well as far as like they cut them down. They they zoom in and fill the screen. You know, it's very uh, if you want to see a movie the way it was intended, good luck on HBO. It's very touch touch and go. They will you will miss a lot, some of what should be on the screen. Yeah, like what we used to call the letterbox version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely cut around that. The reason I got it was just because the I, I already had it. I was paying fourteen ninety nine a month on Amazon, and they had a deal. I, I stopped at the beginning of May because it didn't look like Amazon was going to get it, so I didn't renew. And I was like, I'll just get HBO Max on whatever I can get it on. And then they had a deal if you got it. Right before it came out, I it was eleven ninety nine a month. For, right, that's what. Yeah, that's so that's what, we what got I got. It. Yeah, I was like, well, I'll definitely try it for that. I didn't want to miss out on anything, so now I see what yep. everything is and and go from there. The one other thing I did watch on there was Looney Tunes. I watched mm-hmm. the first episode of that, which you know it's the that classic cartoon feel and music, but you know some of the voices don't sound right and the animation isn't you know that quite that quality you like you know so but still i'm gonna give it a chance watch the rest of them see how good they are what's up jack i'm a challenging you to an arm wrestling match rabbit Stuff. The crazy thing is, I don't even wear clothes. What were you gonna say, Jordan? Are you ready? Stop. This seems more like I don't know the right way to do streaming for me. Like 
I saw I had the Criterion collection on there. Plus, you say all this DC stuff. Like, those small little niche things, while that's great, that you could pay however much and have the DC Universe app, like, having those things be part of something bigger makes a whole lot more sense to me. Mm. Like, what I would, I, I would be the target market for those things. You know, a comic book-centric app or, you know, the Criterion Collection, all these, you know, pretentious black-and-white subtitled foreign movies. Like, yeah, that's what I want to watch. But I would never pay a subscription just for, you know, the Criterion the streaming channel. Mm-hmm. Or I don't. I'd rather not pay for the DC streaming channel. But if it's part of a package, you know, we don't have cable packages anymore. A lot of us, we've cut the cord. But if there's some way to make some of these smaller packages part of something bigger, then I feel like you're getting your money's worth. And it's not just a niche thing. And you, you know, you expose people who would never pay for DC. They might check out Doom Patrol because they've heard something about it. Right. And it just it seems like a better way to cross pollinate all that stuff. And to give consumers more, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's less, it's less cultured. Maybe it's less, like I said, uh, uh, curated or you know, less niche. But it makes more sense to me. The more you can put under one umbrella, the better. I would think. I totally agree, and it it may, it seems like somebody's going to have to do this at some point and stick with it and quit all this eight hundred different services. Even if it is in this style where, like you're saying, they have Criterion Collection, they have TCM and mm-hmm. DC, and they may, and they won't have everything, but at least to give people some of it so they can they go get those services if they want, if they want the full catalog, or they can at least have some of it and just have one service. So, yeah, I'm interested to see some of those Criterion movies. I've added a bunch to my list, and I don't have Turner Classic on Dish, so... A lot of old stuff I never got to see before. I've been into a huge Akira Kurosawa kick lately. I know. I just added what Rashomon or whatever to my list. Right. It was uh, Tashir Mifune's 100th birthday a couple months ago, and they played like a whole Saturday of these you know classic movies. I recorded a ton of them, and like you know Yojimbo, Seven Samurai, all these classics. There's a couple like weird ones that are like set in the modern day or th- things that aren't necessarily the, the most known classics that are excellent as well. So yeah, having a service where these are available that you don't normally just come across. There was one, uh, it's called high and low. From I was just going to tell you, I was just going to suggest high and low. High and low. Have you seen that one? I watched like six months ago. It's yeah. great. But it's so, it's so timely. It's a very wealthy guy who's had to take out a huge loan to keep his business afloat. And then his kid gets kidnapped. And he says, whatever it takes, I'll pay any ransom. And then he realizes, oh, no, 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 it was your limousine driver's kid. It wasn't your kid. He's like, oh, well, um, we probably shouldn't pay that ransom, should we? And it's this, like, gut-wrenching drama of, like, yeah, when it was your kid you were willing to pay, but if it's the subordinate kid, and then it turns into, like, a crime drama, you know, the, yeah, that the first, clues together. That first hour or something in the movie where it's all just in that one room yeah. and just watching the way that they blocked that, just having people in certain parts of the room, you know, it was just very interesting to see the dynamics and they make that decision more, you know, they more difficult, you know, the fact that he takes us money to 
it's his fine his chance to go off on his own and have this one product yeah, and it's yeah. just so it, it makes the decision <laughs> a little more difficult but it is it has a lot of layers to it yes and it, it's really good it's very good but yeah it's, i'm a huge tashiro mifune fan and i that's one i've never seen of the I think he made 16 movies with Kurosawa. So, yeah, if those were all available somewhere, I could just tune in and watch yeah. without paying $40 for a Criterion Blu-ray or whatever they are. Like, yes, content, more content is better. Yeah. But anyway, what, what, well, the reason I said I don't know whether I'll keep it or not is because I don't know what new content there is going to be. Like, I could, they're going to have to pump, pump some more stuff in here because the catalog is not very big. I yeah. was pretty disappointed with how much stuff is on there. And they've got, you know, they're going to have to come up with more because I could watch this stuff on my list here in the next week or two. And if they haven't had the opportunity to be making new series, there's not going to be anything coming out. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. not, it may be a great price for HBO, but not good when nothing's going to be on it. Right. I just signed up for Amazon Prime for the first time. Sweet. I think I'm the last American (laughs) Bezos holdout. Um, I got an email from my health insurance provider saying, hey, stay home this summer. Here's three free months of Amazon Prime. It's healthier if you just stay home and watch TV. And I said, I don't always follow doctor's advice, but this one I will. (laughs) This so prescription I, I can take. <laughs> so I signed up for it and I did the same thing. I immediately went through and started adding to my queue and it was like, this is it. I kind of got to that point pretty quickly of, I'm not seeing a ton of stuff on here. Yeah, there's obviously original series and a million things we've talked about, Ms. Maisel and all these you know, amazing yeah. shows. But as far as movies go, I didn't see a ton. No. So I did. I watched The Lighthouse, the, the black and white movie, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Yes. And after I watched that, it started recommending things to me, like all those A24 movies. I'm like, wait, where was this when I was scrolling through things? It started recommending me similar movies like that. So hopefully there's more on there I haven't found yet. Uh, Do you like The Lighthouse? I'd like to kill a (laughs) seabird. I want to talk like Willem Dafoe now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I want to grow a beard like that. Man. I don't know. I can't say I liked it. Or loved it, but it was I was so entertained by it. It was yeah, it was, it's it was a, yeah, it's very life. strange, very yeah. strange. I definitely had to look up afterwards what the hell was going on. I was like, I I like that. I don't know what happened, but I'm sh- yeah, it's like I'm sure this is a metaphor for something. Oh, yeah, if you it, it was very interesting to read about afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what you discover on there over the next couple months and hear what you watch. Right. I'm definitely going to check out The Boys. Mm, you're going to love the, it. That was good. I want to watch yeah. The Tick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to watch Good Omens, all these comic book-centric uh, things. Yeah, I, I, sure tried, after that. I tried Good Omens when it first came out. Uh, I just I could not get through it. Nah. Um, I, I, speaking of Prime, I, I was telling Seth the other day, I asked him if could, I started watching Fleabag. That feeling when a guy you like sends you a text at two o'clock on a Tuesday night asking if he can come and find you. And then you open the door to him like you've always forgotten he's coming over. Oh. Hi. Hey. 
God, definitely not. That does nothing for you. What? These are my clothes, boo. I've been wearing these all day. It's really not that bad. It's really... Oh, what are you doing? I love you. You got them all by the balls, causing waterfalls. How did you meet? She used to be our godmother. But then their parents split up. Mum died. You really are very good looking. Thank you. Very. Thank you. Very. Thank you. It's been really nice to spend the day with a normal family. The only thing harder than having to tell your super high-powered, perfect, anorexic, rich super sister that you've run out of money is having to ask her to bail you out. I'm just going to ask her. I'm just going to come. Do you need to borrow money? No. Uh, the original series, because it, it cleaned up at, like, the Golden Globes or something last year. That I was I was watching an award ceremony and they kept talking about how great it was. So I I finally found time to to watch um, almost the two seasons of it. So and it's it's good. Um, it's not. I don't think it's great. Like they made it out to be. I mean, they blew that up. Like everybody almost almost unanimously is like this is one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. That's how it is sold, and it it's like they everybody says the second se- second seasons when it blew up, they were like, "Wow, this is one of the greatest seasons of television." And and then they're like, "Oh, the whole se- both seasons are good," and they Phoebe Waller Bridge is great, you know. And they're just like, "You got to watch it." So I watched it, and it was good. Yeah, I didn't. I was not over the moon or anything, but I, I did like it. I do like her. I think she's talented. I can't wait to see what else she does. I like but, season one better. I don't know. The hot no. priest was the whole thing. Everybody went hot priest, hot priest. That was all over the internet for season two. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, fine. So. Anyways, it's in my queue. Yep. It's worth watching. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of documentaries on Prime and the, like they all look really cheap, so I don't know if they're like there's a bunch of comic book documentaries mm-hmm. from you know like that the Image Founders documentary to like weird Jack Kirby documentaries and like it it's hard to tell from the little thumbnail whether it's like high production value or it's something they just you know splashed yeah. out there. There's a Chris Claremont X-Men one on there mm-hmm. somewhere. There is. A yeah. whole lot of big a whole lot of Bigfoot stuff too. <laughs> oh my gosh! I imagine there's quite a rabbit hole. They have tons of those kind of movies, like yeah. re- very poorly produced right. things. Yeah, that's the, their the, poor, the poorlier produced, the better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah, speaking of uh, fun ass documentaries, <laughs> um, this past week. Uh, a lot of people were watching that Grant. General Grant, we've had the devil's own day, haven't we? Look him tomorrow, though. Very few people really know who Ulysses S. Grant was. Today, there is this sense that he's forgotten. He's been called so many things over the years. The first modern American warrior. A bloody butcher. A corrupt president. A belligerent drunk. The greatest general of his time. The unheroic hero of our greatest national epic. There are war but two parties now. 
Don't forget, we possess strengths they do not have. Our purpose. It's truly an American story. This guy comes from nothing? To save the Union. It's as improbable a rise as any other figure in American history. A uh, docu-series on, from the History Channel. You guys oh, see yeah. any any of that? No. Ulysses S? Y- true, yes. Um, however, I learned his middle initial was not actually S. Get out of town. And it was... Funny uh, you should bring it up, Jordan. I can't believe that. Yeah. S? <laughs> And Here I thought I knew everything about that man's name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah. just Cliff, come on. Okay, well, um, his middle initial was actually, I believe it was H. But uh, what? Uh, in his admission forms to West Point, um, it was incorrectly put in as Ulysses S. Grant, and they told him when he went to um, show up the first day they said well it says u.s grant and that's who we're taking so he stuck with it Hmm. and uh while he was there they actually called he they called him sam as in uncle sam grant as a nickname what are jesus's middle names middle initials h (laughs) unrelated (laughs) That's related. That is literally the only time I could possibly bring that up. Talking about H middle names, and I've always Ulysses H Grant. Let him finish. (laughs) But yeah, it was actually. um, I this was better than the Washington series I I talked up a a few months back. Um, In fact, I uh, I didn't realize this, but my dad had been actually watching it too. And uh, he he was over here at the house um, one night, and I I had it on. Turn on some BED. Yeah, (laughs) and I had that on, and he walked by, and he he was in there playing games, board games with the kids, and he come out, and he's like, oh, and he said, have they got the Vicksburg or somewhere like that yet? Because I was like, oh, I didn't know you were watching this. He's like, yeah, it's really good. And I was like, I know. But um, I just realized that reference was to our patron-only content. So that uh, that's gonna seem oh yeah nobody will that's get gonna that. seem completely out of left field. So <laughs> good, pay that dollar, people. Lovely. Um, yeah, but other than that, yeah, it was a really good series. I think it was three parts. Was um, it a documentary or was it like they had actors playing the characters? It's, it's it? a docu series where they docu-series. yeah they have historians and um, famous military generals speaking. But then they have they're showing you the the battlefield and the battles and they have an actor or actors playing portraying him at different points of life. Um, but I learned a lot because all I really had heard in school growing up was Grant was a big drunk and a failure of a president during Reconstruction. And taught that in school. Uh, yeah, I was I went to a very advanced school. <laughs> But that's what I couldn't hold his liquor. (laughs) But that's what I put that down. (laughs) That's what I knew of him. And this series paints a portrait completely different of that. We we have um, uh, 
they're describing him as America's first modern general, one of the best strategists ever in the history of our country, and somewhat of a, a genius when it came to the battlefield. And he wasn't a drunk. But after the war, the South hated him so much from Reconstruction and the war that it became a Southern narrative to smear his name, that he was this dumpy, um, poor, good-for-nothing drunk. And his middle name's really S. Pass it on. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Not assholes. (laughs) Southern guys spread lies. That's right. They were sullying his good name. Wow. Um, (laughs) But no. (laughs) It was it was really interesting. I highly enjoyed it. It's getting great reviews um, from uh, TV critics. And you know, if you if you're like me again, you want fun ass documentaries like we talk about. um, That's a really good one. So just reminded me of that when when you were uh, talking about middle names. I like the idea of historical documentaries. Like, I like you to tell me about them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should want to watch or read about this stuff. It's like, I feel like there's always something well, else. I, Don't you want to be full of those interesting facts like Cliff always says? <laughs> yeah. You can impress people at parties. I think the problem people are afraid of them a little bit is because they're normally really long. Mm-hmm. And... The, you know, these docu-series, they don't typically have very good actors and they all seem kind of really cheap. And like mm-hmm. a lot of times the actors don't resemble the historical figure. But this yeah, one... Yeah, I hate... I ha- that, that is a lot of it. I hate reenactment stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that whole McMillian series they did on yeah. HBO was terrible for that reason. It's like, I don't need to see... Always reenactment. Like, I'd rather just, why wasn't this just a podcast or something? Because if you have no footage, there's no reason for it to be visual. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't have pictures or something. Another thing with those historical things is I have no idea who's telling it. The people that were saying his middle initial was S. How accurate it is. And that he was a drunk or Mm -hmm. whether it's. The well, people that liked him, you know. Well, this felt more legitimate to me because they had actual U.S. retired Army generals that have studied what he did, and 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 they're talking about maneuvers he made during war, and that that made it That's more interesting. Yeah, that made it more um, uh, historically correct in my mind. Like, here's a guy that you know essentially peers talking about him, even though they're not of the same generation. But yeah, they are people that have experience. They're experts in in this matter. So in that way, um, I really enjoyed it. And and it gave a lot of, you know, the the West Point guys at that time, which there weren't a lot of, um, they were the generals in the Civil War. You know, you had, you had Grant, you had Tecumseh Sherman, and but then you had Robert E. Lee and all these other guys. They all knew each other from school. They they personally knew each other, and then they they find themselves out on the on the battlefield on different sides, and they were using that you know, that knowledge. What? Jordan's got his hand up. 
what was Robert E. Lee's middle name? <laughs> Elmo. Horatio. It was Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it 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 was. It was really it it was interesting. Um, I I that's my favorite thing of last week. So moving on. I. This is totally out of left field. Robert Edward Lee. Ooh. Now wow. we've learned something on Kapow. I'm going to read you a mini... Uh, this is an IMDb description of an actor. Okay? Written by that actor, much like anyone who puts a biography... Of if you ever see it anywhere that they write their own, you know, most often. Mm-hmm. And this is written by that person. I'll omit the name and see if you get, and I don't, I don't think you'll be able to figure it out, but we'll see. This person is a creative artist whose professional career has explored almost every imaginable artistic discipline. Michael K. Easton. <laughs> That's just about right. Blending them into a unique and very individual declaration of a life in the arts. A man of fervent but private faith his whole life. The last few years have been interesting, with hundreds of invitations to speak at conferences and retreats, as well as the opportunity to record the music that he began playing in church in the 70s. He's enjoyed a successful career as an actor, writer, and comedian for over 20 years with more than 50 films, television shows, and comedy specials to his credit. He appeared on talk shows with everyone from Johnny Carson to Jay Leno to David Letterman to Regis Philbin and Kathy Lee Gifford. As a voiceover actor, he's worked in dozens of animated series, including many episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. As a... This, I, this is the strangest thing. As a comedian, he's been a regular performer at the world-famous improv and comedy store since the day he arrived in Hollywood. His self-written one-man show boasted a series of sold-out engagements. He continues to act in movies and television. He performs comedy and music of theaters across America. As a writer and producer, he's written for several prestigious literary magazines, as well as for Universal Studios, Disney, Fox, and produce a groundbreaking series of debates for Canadian television, which examined cultural values and the role of the arts within them. As an avocation, he is a photographer and painter with a photograph in the permanent collection of the California Museum of Photography and Paintings. Oh, and he has paintings on the walls of the guest bedrooms of many close personal friends. <laughs> Or as artists like to say, in many private, oh, dink, dink, in many private collections, dink, dink. Actor, comedian, writer, musician, and artist. He has transcended the limitations of pop cultural celebrity to become an artist of honesty, honesty, gravity, and grace. Jim Carrey. Ernest Borgnine. No, but you know what? I appreciate that you did make guesses. But Actually, I be- thought Jim Carrey, because he's done a lot of art lately. Mm-hmm. True. No, it is 
Biff Tannen. Oh. Tom Wilson. Thomas Wilson. Thomas F. Wilson? <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. And I don't know if it lists that in here. Wow. But if he could say what his middle name is, it'd be the freaking greatest. That was the most obnoxious thing I've ever heard anyone write about themselves. Like, what the hell? Wow. Jesus. Thomas Francis Wilson Jr. <laughs> oh, my. I just saw anyway. him, uh, watched a few episodes uh, of him on YouTube. A YouTuber by the name of Adam the Woo, who he is apparently friends with. And uh, they ran around uh, together. They he met him at different conventions over the years, and they've become somewhat friends. So surprised it's not in his bio- biography. Me too. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Uh, I had a couple things to uh, catch back up on pretty quick that I had given kind of lukewarm reviews to when they first started, and now they have wrapped up. So I wanted to kind of touch back on a couple of shows uh first was dispatches from elsewhere that amc show we talked about a couple of times welcome to the jejun institute you've all been selected as secret agents you are needed now you must fight clara it's a game this is a government operation it's behind all of this are you a crazy person Behind this world, there is a world which has been hidden from you. You say that it's a game, a prank. We're watching you. Well, what if it's real? My friend, you don't belong here. Come with me. Choice is yours. It's kind of lukewarm getting started. started. Seth, I think you kind of dropped off of it. Yep. This is the Jason Siegel... Seagal? Siegel. 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 I say it wrong every time. Jason yeah. Siegel. Um, I, I can't say the payoff was terrific, but the last episode was. The last episode took a complete left turn, went ultra meta, and was basically about Jason Siegel, the actor. Whoa. It, it just like, it was about his life and coming to this project and his uh, child stardom and like being on a long run sitcom and alcoholism and depression. And it was like, it was crazy. I didn't, I, I, cause like the show kind of wrapped up. It didn't, it didn't explain everything. It didn't give, give, it didn't tie a bow around every single plot line, but the ending was strong enough. I thought, well, I don't care. That was, that was a good enough ending for me. So I, I don't. You may not even need to watch all the rest of it if you just want to watch the last one. It was, okay. it was it was quite a feat, and it ended in a very kind of uplifting, fun sort of way. Did it have Muppets? It mentioned ah. the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, he has a. I I, I highly enjoy uh, that Muppet movie he he wrote and starred in. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's definitely touched on as one of his influences and or early influences at least. Uh, the other show was that Breeders show on FX with Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. I think Cliff and I both seen the first two or three and were like, eh. But yeah. It's another one. It got 
It got way better as it went on. It added some drama to it. Um, there was a death in the family that was kind of unexpected, and they had to deal with that. So it's sort of the okay. these kind of young hip this young hip couple that you know they're trying to raise these kids, and then like all the serious stuff starts happening. And then at the very end, they, they one of the one of their kids gets sick, and I, I I'm not a parent, so I can't imagine what that feels like. But the show captured it pretty well. Of hmm. that, like, I would do anything for this kid annoys the crap out of me at times. And, you know, the show started with him yelling and cursing at the kids and things. Right. And by the end, he's like praying. Yeah. You feel how believe. Yeah. He doesn't believe in God, but he's praying and hmm. hoping you know this what? kid. That's how that, that, that's how great. You know, that immediately reminds me of is uh, my favorite comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes, how he his parents practically hate him the whole time. <laughs> and then, and then, but it really makes those couple co- strips so touching when he's sick. And she's just like, you should stay in bed. It's Saturday or whatever, you know, and don't you want to get up? And he's like, I'm tired. I'm going to stay in bed. And she like freaks the heck out, you know, yeah. runs, the, you know, really cares. So I should that idea of like I would never yell at him again. I'll never be annoyed with him again if you just let him be okay. And it's like, well, I'm sure every parent has felt that way, but <laughs> how long does that last? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I've, I didn't watch it because you said not to, and now you're telling me to. <laughs> I, yeah, the first half was pretty weak, but by the time, it was by not the, time good. The, the second half of the series was was a whole <laughs> lot better. And the yeah. and the grandpa cracks me up. The guy from Braveheart, I mentioned. Uh, mm. he's, he's helping to take care of the little daughter and she's like, I want nuggets. He's like, I don't even know what a nugget is. It's like, we're having, we're having eggs and toast. It's the only thing I can cook. But <laughs> 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 that like old school British dad who like shows no emotion, can't do any housework. Can't, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, the other one, I, th- I think we mentioned real briefly, the plot against America from HBO. My intention in running for the presidency is preventing America from taking part in another world war. Your choice is not between Charles A. Lindbergh and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It is between Lindbergh and war. What if Lindbergh does win? Everyone sees what he is. To most people in this country, there's never been a bigger hero in their lifetime. The Jewish people and the Roosevelt administration yes? Calling this war agitators. Listen to that crowd. There are so many who don't trust him. And I'm gonna do my best to convince them otherwise. There's a lot of hate out there, and he knows how to tap into it. Admittedly, Mr. Lindbergh made the statements grounded in anti-Semitic cliche, but it did so out of ignorance. This is how it starts. Since everywhere he goes, Hitler beats down and shoots the Jews, there may be a time when he comes here, to America, to beat down and shoot us. What will our president do then? We only think we're Americans. Maybe it's too early to leave, but it's not too early to have a backup plan. I'm tired of turning my cheek. Charles Lindbergh is a hero! This is not an evil man. Not in any way. Tell me.
man, does that begin to address your fears? Yeah, I think I had seen maybe the first episode, and it was a little slow. It introduced a whole lot of characters, so I wasn't super high on it. Yeah. But it ended up being it ended up being very good. I enjoyed it. It was just six episodes. Uh, it's David Simon and Ed Burns, the guys behind The Wire, uh, several others. Tremaine, Tremaine, Tremaine. Mm, that show? Yeah. Uh, based on the Philip Roth novel from 2004. So the book was written in 2004, so it has no ties to current politics, okay? So just get that out of sure. your head. It has nothing to do with that. But it is about an alternate reality where Charles Lindbergh defeats FDR in the 1940 presidential election. Hmm. So it took me down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I looked up some of the you know, actual facts about Charles Lindbergh. I didn't look up what his middle name was, which I now regret <laughs> mightily. <laughs> What was the baby's belly? Baby Lindbergh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, this is the pilot in 1927. Flew mm -hmm. the Spirit of St. Louis from New York to Paris, nonstop across the Atlantic. Um, you know, it just gave him global fame. He was the yeah. most famous person on Earth. Obviously, the famous Lindbergh baby kidnapping case. Again, like a tabloid. So, he's almost like a sports celebrity and a tabloid celebrity, all this stuff. So... He uses that to start talking politics. And then it's like, ew, yuck. So he held some very repellent views. 1939, he wrote uh, for Reader's Digest that Americans, quote, can have peace and security only so long as we band together to preserve that most priceless possession, our inheritance of European blood, only so long as we guard ourselves against attack by foreign armies and dilution by foreign races. And that Hitler accomplished results good in addition to bad, which could hardly have been accomplished without some fanaticism. So, you know, you can forgive Hitler a little bit of his exuberance for all the some, good stuff he accomplished. Just some. Yeah. So, not a good person, even by 1939 standards. Uh, his diary... I think his middle name was Tucker. <laughs> it's not relevant to today's politics, I'm trying to tell you that. Um... Yeah, in his diary, he was quoted as saying, A few Jews add strength and character to a country, but too many create chaos, and we are getting too many. So this uh, Philip Roth, a Jewish writer, takes this character and inserts him if he had won and steered America away from World War II. So uh, there was a lot of talk back then. People, did, We had just survived World War I. Mm -hmm. It was all going on in Europe. Who wants to mess with that? Let's just stay out of it. American, you know, we, we, we don't need to intervene in this European war. Who cares? So if that sentiment had carried Lindbergh to the White House, this is kind of following. It's a what if story, basically. So it follows the Levin family, which is based on Roth's family. Uh, he grew up in Newark, New Jersey, in a very blue collar Jewish neighborhood. Um, and it's just that that slow creep of fascism. That you know, someone can someone can say the things you agree with, and you start excusing some other things, and you you instead of yeah. looking out for your neighbor, you're you're just good with the results instead of worrying about all the bad stuff that's also going on. Not relevant show, today at all. There nope, was a never. show on Prime, um, Man in the High Castle. Yeah, yeah. 
similar alternate reality. Yeah, that's the alternate reality. Nazis winning the war. It's Augustus. Charles Augustus. Augustus. What a racist. What a racist middle name. That's so racist. I can't name my kid that. But it had Winona Ryder, John Turturro, and Zoe Kazan as the mother of this Levin family was terrific. Uh, She got on my radar on the uh, Buster Scruggs movie. She was in a short from that. Big Sick. She was in a Big Sick before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, she was phenomenal in this. As you know, she wants to take the family and go to Canada, and the dad's like, "We can't. We're Americans. We're gonna stay. We're gonna fight for our land. How bad could it get?" That kind of idea. And right. you know, the man so was dancing in the family. So the woman sort of just has to be subservient, and it's just her like gritting her teeth through this whole series, watching the neighborhood fall apart and the country fall apart. And at one point, she delivers a line, how can you see what these people are and have so little sense of what they're capable of? Because it's that they're saying what they're going to do, but nobody believes them. And it's just her. She she just carries the show on her back of this kind of she's tiny and skinny and frail, but she has the such strength in her core. It's it's she she is she makes the show worth watching, I would say. Yeah. Hey, you got my, uh, I shouldn't say that. Forget it. <laughs> okay. It would only have been better had it had any relevance to current America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched, um, I'm going to change it up. <laughs> right over I'm that. just going to keep going. Uh, I'm going to change it over to movies real quick because I Ooh. watched Rocket Man. I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there, I could see all the notes, and I just had to get it out. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. What did you say your name was again? My name is... Reggie! Reginald Dwight. Reginald? That's my granddad's name. So that is a fat boy from nowhere. Get to be a soul, man. Gotta kill the person you were born to be in order to become the person you want to be. I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton. But that's my name. Yeah, I know. You could be the best-selling artist in America if you desire. Who's trying to do something bold? Why are you still something flashy? Can you even play the piano in those? Let them know who you are. And just don't kill yourself with drugs. Uh, the other night. Mm. That I, I keep almost watching it, but it just doesn't. Uh. Well, I don't know that you'll like it. Um, this came out right after the 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 Queen yep. Bohemian Rhapsody biopic. Um I still really like this one. It's different, and it is 100% a musical. Well, like I like they, they burst into song, not songs. I like Elton the, John. Yeah, not songs in the background, but he burst into song to tell the story yeah. um, through the scenes. It's got um, Taron Edgerton plays Elton John uh, based on his, I believe it's based on his autobiography that came out several years ago. Um, 
so part of it is I I have to assume from I don't I, I'm not sure how true all of it is, but um, I heard but they jump around a lot. Like it does jump around a lot. Um, but Taron Edgerton was really good, very convincing. I liked him in it, and um, it's it's got some commonality with the Queen biopic. Um, the Elton's manager uh, is also he's portrayed in this one as well. He's portray- <laughs> he, he's in the Queen movie too. He managed both, so he was you know the same guy. Um, What's going on over there? Sir Elton Hercules John. <laughs> and I knew that's not his real name, but I yeah. didn't think his fake name would have an amazing middle name. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that's actually in the movie. Hercules! Hercules! Elton Hercules John. I love it. Yeah. he. Um, I heard that's Taron Edgerton's middle name, too. It is now. Um, Taryton? Everybody starts with H. Yeah, it's all H. Jesus is middle name. <laughs> Started with age, <laughs> but um, now you wonder why people are praying for you. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, back to Rocket Man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so, if you want to talk about that, yeah, yeah. His real name is Reg Dwight, by the way, Reggie Dwight, right, right. Reginald mm. Dwight. Yeah. Um, and he stole his friend's name. His friend's name was Elton. So. But um, no, it was really good. Uh, the music's really good. They do an amazing remake of one of his uh, famous videos from the '80s. Um, I'm still standing. I, I like that. The whole thing, yeah, the whole thing was good. So. That brings tears to all of our eyes when monkeys sing it. So what is it? When <laughs> I thought of that. Karen Edgerton sings it. How does that work? <laughs> I was like, where, where are the monkeys at? <laughs> that is a callback. Like. Wow. Yeah. I'm not a huge Elton John fan. I, I I don't dislike anything about those songs, but I've just, I've never dove into his catalog and listened to anything more than just the hits. And I don't know. I've just, I've never really listened to his music. That the original Grace Hits album or whatever was play was on constantly. That and Billy Joel's Greatest Hits was always spinning at my house when I was a kid. So I love, I love both of those. And pray for Guys, him too. I, yeah, I, I, I like I like that old stuff. Yeah, I do too. And I don't think there is a lot um, in his catalog besides the hits. You know, I, I, I oh, there's a few things like there's some there's some good deep cuts. stuff in there. He's got, I mean, he's got a lot of good stuff. Come yeah, on. there were there were a couple songs in the movie that I didn't recognize right away, um, but overall, I. It's leave you know, on. It's a good one. It, it's pretty. Uh, it, it it has a truthfulness. You know, he he doesn't shy away from his addictions and things like that. So, um, in the movie, so they address all that at least. I know it's on Prime, so we'll probably have to check it out. I'll check it. Right. Out. I think so I watched he, it on like, Hulu. He reaches high heights, and then like. There's excess, and he gets addicted, and he almost brings him down, but then he gets better and and pulls it out at the end. It's like you've seen the story before. <laughs> Anyways. Hang on the game, guys. All right. Game. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52. You shot my battleship. 
It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game, where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. I you blew it. My turn. Shall we play a game? Okay. Why not? Play this game, and if it's fun, maybe we'll play it again sometime. We'll see. Have you guys ever heard of Book Cameo? Say it again. Book Cameo. I know those words, but I don't know them together. Okay. Cliff, have you ever heard of book cameo? Or sometimes just known as cameo. Is this where we hold up a book we've no. never read before in a place no, where no, we've no. never been? Okay. Then this I, is I, an I app. Know it. This is an app or a website where uh, celebrities dink dink. Oh yes, okay. You can, can you can go in there and pay uh it's a the price depends on the amount that the celebrity is worth, the amount that someone will pay right. to get a message from them. And you pay for the singer cameo to get on your phone and say "word up." Yes, yes. That's what I thought. You do know it. <laughs> okay, I do not, but okay. What's what's that middle name on that, Jordan? That's that's the title of the episode right there. Uh, Cam E O. Anyway. Word up. Anyway. They decide basically what it you know, between the celebrity and the customer, you know, uh, it's basically yeah, they have to think what it is worth to them to do it. And what also that what it is worth for someone to pay them to do it, you know, eventually they kind of center around a price there and that's what it costs to do it. And people will change their prices depending on how many they're having to do or whatever. You know, like, well, maybe I'll up the price here a little bit and not have to do as many. Or it's just what it's all about demand, obviously. So there's a lot of people in there and you call you i mean you put in a request you tell them like what you want like usually it is used most popularly for uh paying them to send a birthday message to someone like oh so and so is a fan of this celebrity um and you pay them depending on how famous they are a dollar amount and they will record usually a couple minute message video message and they will uh, send it to them is, and they'll know a little bit about them that you told them and they'll try to personalize it. And usually, usually they try to do a good job or whatever, you know, and then basically they'll spend like, you know, 15 minutes to a half hour every day doing a few messages that they have orders for and make some money. So the game we have here is I'm going to pull up the cameo app on my phone and we're going to, just grab some random people. If you guys think of anybody, we'll see if they're on there. Don't go. You can't go too big because the biggest people are not on there. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks does not need to record video messages. But there's anything from reality stars to some TV stars to uh, sports stars to, you know, all these, to you know, how much are they worth is what we're going to figure out. We'll take turns. One of you will name a price. And the other one will have to pick up higher or lower. And okay. you'll take turns like that. 
Does that make sense? Yes. I think. I will give you a credit card. Yes, I need your credit card. Yes, obviously. Okay, we will start in the actors section. Thomas F. Wilson. Oh, you want me to search one? Thomas? And but you guys are on the uh, honor system here. Don't be looking at it oh, at no. all. Okay. Don't get on this website. We're on camera. I know, but and I could see Jordan's uh, <laughs> the reflection in his glasses. Yes, I guarantee that he's on here. Thomas Wilson has to be on here, right? It well, you said it wasn't his fourteen minute bio. <laughs> yeah. I don't see him on here. Creed 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 Bratton. What's his real name? Creed Bratton. Is it? Yeah. That would be great. He has to be on there. I don't see him. This is terrible. This is a bust. Yeah. Just let me start finding people here. You tell us who's on there. I'll have some ready next time. Okay. Let's start with just random top of the page here. Cedric the Entertainer. Okay. He's Mm. a pretty big name. Pretty Mm. big name. Pretty, pretty big. Okay. (laughs) So one of you choose a price. What would it be for a video message from Cedric the Entertainer? I don't even know. Are we talking like twenty five dollars or twenty five thousand dollars? You are gonna you're gonna learn by playing the yeah, game. I don't even know what I know. park we're in. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Five. I don't feel like I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Okay, win this Cliff game. just said five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can pick higher or lower. For Cedric the Entertainer, probably higher. That's your answer. Okay. Yeah. For a video message from Cedric the Entertainer is. One hundred and fifty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. What? That's a bargain. <laughs> so now you see. Now you got a little price range here. Let's go with some. Let's see. How about Michael Rappaport? Uh, hmm. Probably less than Cedric. Ninety nine dollars. We should do prices prices right rules so Cliff can say like a hundred and screw me over. Like, <laughs> um, oh, I'm absolutely, say, yeah. He's a New York guy, so I imagine he he thinks he's worth more than he should be. So I'm going to say higher. That's the beauty of this, by the way. It doesn't matter what you think you're worth. <laughs> is if you can put whatever price, but nobody's going to pay it. Yeah, They're only going to pay what you're capitalism. worth. Capitalism. They're going to pay what you are worth. This is market so, demand. So we are not finding out what anybody thinks they're worth is. We're finding out what they're worth, <laughs> period. <laughs> okay, so you chose higher, Cliff? Yeah. Okay, the $99. It is $179.99. Okay. What win? Well, so far you're winning this game. Okay. How about... A little throwback to uh, the 80s. How about Ponch's partner, Larry Wilcox, from Chips? What's he worth, Cliff? What would get... What would get 7 Mary 3 
to sit down on his in his lawn chair while he's having his morning coffee and record a two minute video birthday message to Jordan. I'm gonna say like <laughs> forty bucks, thirty nine ninety nine. I'm gonna say barely higher. Barely higher. Barely. You guys are close. Thirty dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> I mean, I see what autographs and photos go for at Comic Cons. That you right. those can those can run into the hundreds of dollars just to get a snap of a photo. So getting a personalized video message you think would be more valuable. Let's go to the Comic Con section. Oh. Okay. Lou Ferrigno. How about I bet he's on here. He's everywhere. Okay. Let's start with Sean Aston. This is uh, hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Mm. That sounds about right. Um, I'll say lower. Yeah, you guys are off. Let me see here. Yeah, Sean Aston's. Uh, he's a big ticket. He, he, you got to forget he's freaking Samwise Angie. Come on. Mm-hmm. $299.99. You think yeah, he sits still, down for a hundred bucks? He's still a working actor. I still see him in a lot of stuff. So, yeah. He's not. You got that one, right, chips. Jordan? Yeah, Jordan got the point on that one. How about Kevin Conroy? $75. Higher. Hold on a second. I'm looking at something. I was looking up Lou for right now. <laughs> okay, so you said 79. 75. And you said higher. It is. It is higher. It is 79.99. <laughs> Jordan takes it. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I think within a dollar, you give it to the person who's getting it. Uh, Okay, we'll just assume the 99 cents then yeah. from now on. Okay. Okay, we'll do that. But that's good. You guys are not looking? Okay. Supposedly. Okay. Lou Ferrigno. I bet it's high. I bet it's 250. Maybe 200. I'll, I'll say lower than two fifty. It is lower. It's one fifty nine. Wow. Um, you guys, let's go some DC here. While we're in here, let's see. Uh, how about John Schneider? I don't think it's that high. This is Bo. Come on. Yeah, and he's kind of a dick. <laughs> um, one seventy nine. Are Coy or Vance on there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Roscoe, maybe Cooter. That's probably that's what probably a, close, but I'll say less than one seventy. How much is Cooter? I'm not googling Cooter. 
Well, I will write him down here. <laughs> I got Coy, Cooter, Ben Jones. Who else did you guys bring up? Huh? Ben Jones is his real name. Okay, Ben Jones. Anyway, John Snyder is higher at one, I mean, at 209. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cliff is crushing it six to one, by the way. Um, how about Dean Kane? Dean Kane is might be the handsomest man I've ever seen in real life. Well, he's a big douche. I know that. I saw him at a comic con, and I swear to you, his teeth did that bling. Thing. He <laughs> smiled, and a little cartoon like sparkle came out. So what do you say? Whose turn is it? I think it's mine. Okay. Yep. Or uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet he's 200. Uh, I'm going to say lower. It is lower at 109. So. He knows his I, worth. I just, I don't, I don't think I would, because I would not pay anything for any of this, so. Mm-hmm. I, my, my, I can't assume a value because I ha- I, I don't value this. What about well, are there like bigger names on there? Like bigger than DK? <laughs> this is the exact right level. This is this is exactly what you want. Come on, uh, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I'll try to. Let's try an athlete. I'm gonna look up some Bo look Jackson. For us. I'm gonna look for a Cincinnati Red. Bo Jackson ain't gonna be on there. I can't believe, I can't think that he would be. I'll be more prepared next time. I just thought of this in the last second. But let's get a Cincinnati Red here. Now we're talking my language. You got a name that you think would actually have one? Uh, Pete Rose would literally do anything for money. <laughs> Pete Rose is the first one listed. <laughs> <laughs> it's five hundred dollars. Now, okay, is that your pet? Is that how much you say, or are you gonna, what do you say? Uh, how much does Pete Rose think he's worth versus Pete, how much? Yeah, Pete Rose thinks he's worth a billion dollars. Or, or does he just want to make a billion dollars? And he yeah. th- he thinks I'm gonna do this. Is what I do all day. I'll bet it's like two ninety nine because it's more of a niche thing. Hmm. I think people would pay more. It's interesting. Jordan and I both paid $25 for Johnny Bench's autograph. <laughs> True. 1992. So, hmm. $299. i am going to say it's higher. Higher than what? $299. No. This one's going to Jordan it is $159. What wow. a bargain. The hit king. One- he wants to do a bunch of them. He wants to get the message out. People That's like true. him. It's all about can, turnover. Right. Yeah. Any other names off the red do you want to go with? Uh, a little more uh, recent than Pete Rose. Cal Daniels. <laughs> no, Paul, Paul O'Neill. <laughs> no. Uh, Pokey Reese. <laughs> Pokey Reese He's, is not on. He he may come to Marietta. He could or could not be at a local baseball club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'll list some off here. We got. How about Dontrell Willis? He was briefly a red. Okay, uh, Brandon Barnes, 
Christian Cologne, Amir Garrett, Rob oh. Dibble. Rob Ooh, Dibble. Rob yes. Dibble. Rob Dibble. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whose turn is it? Oh man. Um Rob Dibble. One of the nasty boys. Does he st- he doesn't work for ESPN anymore, right? I'm I'm gonna say wow, eighty. It's been a long time since I've freaking heard of his name. I'm gonna say eighty dollars. Hmm, that's it's probably in the ballpark. What I'll say guy. higher. I'll say like ninety nine. You deserve to lose after saying that. <clears throat> Fifty four. I'm terrible at this. But for five bucks, he'll leave you a voicemail. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> For ten, he'll uh, he'll throw a baseball at your house. <laughs> Eric Davis. Oh, he's been to Marietta. Um, not that expensive. I have to imagine more than Rob Dibble. Seventy-five. I'll say higher. Ninety-nine, ninety-nine. I forfeit. Let's let's do one more random one out of the universe here. Let's see. What would like the highest are, one be? Who, are there any ladies like? on the list? Oh yeah, there's I'm sure there are. Uh let's do a comedian. Let's see if there's a comedian that's worth it. Some gotta be some funny ladies out there. Apparently, no. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know. I should. I'll, next time, I'll have to figure out who the heck is the most expensive. And who who would be the best one for us to pay to record a bumper for Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast? Rich yeah. Summer is pretty good for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing Rich Somers say our voice, or hearing him his voice say our name was pretty excellent. But if we could pay to customize a celebrity saying our voice, saying our name in their voice, the best thing I ever heard was what made me thinking about this was uh, somebody because some people do this just for funny things because there's a lot of reality stars on here. So there's a there's a couple from show on TLC called 90 Day Fiance. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but they basically get somebody from overseas and get a visa for them to come over. They got to get married in 90 days. But anyway, this couple, somebody had them record a message for a friend of theirs and they told them that he, they wanted him them to leave this guy, send this guy a message to, this is so us too. That like I I would do it to you, but I could never think of a better idea than this. <laughs> but but they they wanted they told them to cheer him up because he lost his job on a Disney cruise where he played guest <laughs> in the Beauty of the Beast or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, he was the guy that played guest down, and they wanted them to call and cheer him up and they send it to that guy and he was like what the hell is this 
That's so good. I can't think of a better use of our patron money <laughs> than finding some amazing celebrity to give us a to give us some props. <laughs> or okay, we'll do to one say last something one. bad about dueling ogres. <laughs> And yeah. we can call their one eight hundred number and have one of their favorite celebrities insult them. That How would amazing would that be? That's how much bad. they hate their podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I just saw Remington the other day. <laughs> just kidding. We like the dueling others. There. Yeah. yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> just uh, pranking. How about Steve right, Gutenberg? Well, last one. Last one. Steve, Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Is anyone from Riverdale on there? Oh. Oh. I highly doubt it. They're too big for this. Dr. Colonel Jr. Tell they're me. On, they're on there. Somebody's on there. Let's see. We got Vanessa Morgan. TT. Three hundo. Hmm. What do you say, Cliff? Higher or lower than $300 Reno's. <laughs> For Vanessa Morgan. Mm, I'm going to say lower. It is much lower. $129. That's cheap. God, that would be so worth it. If we had her, like, you're listening. If we had her do the Christie voice. I don't know that they would do that. My boys are so pro. I don't know that they will will sell themselves as advertising. Yeah. I highly doubt that. We would have to put it out in like some sort of code or something. Right. One more. Okay. Gina Gina, Gina Gershon. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what I'm looking up now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say kind of Gugino. Gugino. About a 50 lira. (laughs) (laughs) Gina Gershon. Um, I'm going to say, oh gosh. She made that big showgirls money. Um, 149. Higher. Lower. I'm done. One time. We're out now, of time. You, you lost Jordan. But I'm gonna I'm gonna curate a, a better questions here. I'm gonna look through and look for some real expensive ones, some other ones more personal to us. Yeah. Prepare another round of this, but uh that was amusing. Okay. All right. So that does it for this episode of Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast. We thank you for listening. We thank all our patrons out there, and we thank you. I think I already said that. Mm-hmm. My name is Jordan Lowe. My name is Cliff L. Barnes <laughs> Jr. I'm Seth Hercules. <laughs> Goodbye, forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 
You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udanwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.